What is up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Inside the Box podcast. I'm Pete Fubaga, and alongside with me, as always, my corner bio. Uh, we were going to open up the show with, you know, maybe some clips, some audio, but then some very interesting news came across the wire this morning. And up in Rhode Island at the Crusader Christmas Classic, Hamden and NFI were supposed to face off in the championship game, which would have been awesome for two Connecticut teams to play in the finals. And unfortunately, NFI had to bail. Um, they had to go home because they, playing in that third game of the tournament, would put them over 21 scheduled games for the regular season. The CIC rule said you can only schedule 20 games. So that's going across the wire early this morning. We are here early on Friday morning trying to figure out, <clears throat> not trying to figure out what happened. We know what happened. Uh, Hamden will face off against Barrington, Rhode Island, instead of NFI. So that came across this morning, uh, courtesy of our boys over at CTHS Hockey. And uh, this has been some Twitter back and forth, and you know a lot of people are trying to assess blame. Mike, what's your original thoughts about this? Because we talked a little bit about this before we jumped on air. My original thought is something about 20 games versus should teams play more, but that's obviously not the issue today. There's plenty of time to talk about that one. Uh, tough break, like you said. You know, you you know what the rules are. You uh, you know about 20. You know you got the 20 games to deal with. And uh, but uh, you know, I think I think your uh, your opinions were a little stronger than mine actually. But uh, you know, looking at these, looking at the tweets, you know. I'll uh, read what uh, NFI Hockey tweeted. Massive disappointment today not being able to play in the Crusader Christmas Classic against uh, against Hamden. Looking forward to them later on in the year. And then uh, replying to you and some others, very unfortunate honest mistake. The team has endured a lot of appeal over the last several months, which we've, we've talked about before. CIAC is not at fault. However, it would be nice if just once CIAC was able to help solve a problem with a result favorable to the players. Now... My opinion was a lot stronger. My, my opinions normally are uh, just a lot stronger. <laughs> That's just how I am. But, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I think that there are some times that the CIAC gets blamed that is deserved um, in a lot of cases. or in, Not in a lot of cases, in, in some cases. I don't think this is one of them. At the end of the day, I think the CIAC's hands are tied, and they have to make the decision based on the rules that were agreed upon. If you start changing rules in the middle of the season, then it's a free-for-all. Excuse me. And it's... Oh, excuse me. That that hot tea. Woo! Um, okay. You know, you start changing the rules. And it look, it stinks for NFI. I mean, again, this is... You know, they That's even said it in their, in their tweet. There's been a lot that's gone on within that program over the past couple of months. You know, uh, Larry Vieira, you know, leaves to take the Notre Dame-West Haven job. Uh, he built that program from a Division three team to a pretty good contending division one team i mean this is his group of seniors that is you know nfi's three one and two this year um they're a good team i think even a couple of years ago they had a pretty good run as well um that said whether it was confusion with how long the tournament was whether you know they maybe they just didn't know and i get and it yeah, and it's an accident that we don't know yeah there are but you know all in all it is an accident it was a mistake and, you know, at the end of the day, the CIAC's hands are tied. Now, we don't know when NFI went to the CIAC to see if it could get moved, if they could, you know, move the Hamden game, um, you know, make it a scrimmage, or, or, you know, that was something that was thrown around on Twitter. Um, but Hamden's still able to play in—Hamden was still able to play in the game 
no matter what. Because Hamden scheduled and knew that it was could be a possibly three-game tournament if they won. Hamden, <laughs> Hamden expected to win and expected to be in that game. Now, that has nothing to do with whether NFI thought or didn't think they'd be in the game. It's just they knew that it was a three-team tournament. They were safe to play in as many games as possible no matter what. NFI wasn't. And I don't think that that is the CIAC's fault. At the end of the day, this falls on the team. This falls on the program. And again, there's been a lot of stuff going on within the past couple of months with a new coach and the program uh, deciding not to break up and, and forfeit a spot in the state tournament. Um, you know, look, you want to get into the co-op con- conversation. I, I, th- I don't know if we've talked about it. But do we have time? I don't know. Do we have time? But, look, the coaches know when the numbers are coming. This isn't, this isn't, no one is hiding numbers about where these kids live. Everyone knows where these kids go to school. It's a process. It's a, it's a system that the CIAC has. And you have to know. This, it, this shouldn't be a surprise to be like, oh, we have too many, you know, we have just enough. Like, you know. That's it. And again, it sucks to see because you want to see as many kids play as possible. Right. But you knew it was coming. This it shouldn't have been a surprise, and uh, at least for the co-op thing. Anyway, so that's it on NFI Hamden. Um, I mean, just flat out, it stinks. It stinks all around. It does. For it, it stinks. It's, it stinks it's for everybody. You know, and, and you want to assess blame? It doesn't really matter. It's just unfortunate. Yeah, exactly. It is, and it just came across. So we wanted to talk about it, but. Not to be taken away, NFI beat Barrington and Portsmouth. They beat Barrington 5-4. They beat Portsmouth 3-0. Hamden beat North Kingston 8-2 and Prout 4-1. Hamden will be playing – who did I say? I think Barrington. I said it earlier. I, said I think they're playing Barrington in the championship of that today. Uh, and then just a couple other Christmas tournaments we're just going to jump around because – yeah, I came back from Christmas break. I was like, I'm going to go see so much hockey this week before the new year. This and that. I'm looking at the schedule. I'm like, everyone is in another state. It's true. <laughs> like, I'll look, don't get me wrong. I think there's one game tomorrow this side of, or today this side of Enfield. Yeah, I'm, I'll drive anywhere, but not out of state. If I'm going to be out of state come of Saturday state. night. Um, so anyway. It is Barrington, by the way, 3 o'clock today. Yeah, is perfect. Uh, Fairfield Prep is up at Mount St. Charles Hockey Tournament. Um, I don't know why my list says Mount St. Charles Hockey Facebook. Face off. Face off. <laughs> just auto-completed? <laughs> no. It's just a terrible millennial. Somebody say uh, I mean, if, if you hit F and it doesn't come up fan graphs, he doesn't want to know you. <laughs> so prep loss to LaSalle of Rhode Island, who continues their – LaSalle continues their track of trying to complete the Division One state title. Um, still Richfield, so apparently so far. Except so for Richfield, Richfield one, LaSalle two, Prep three, Greenwich one. Okay, I you know what I think. I think that's what I'm going to send my poll in as. Uh, and then they have LaSalle of Pennsylvania up next in the tournament. Uh, Notre Dame Fairfield is at the St. Dominic's Christmas Classic in Maine. Uh, they're one and one. They lost to Smithfield, beat Edward Little. Like Mike said before, they should have beaten him. It's just one person. Uh, and then Xavier opens up in the um, Catholic Memorial Christmas Tournament in Mass. They play today and tomorrow. Um, so, it, you know, all these teams, are, I love this. I'm going to be honest with you. I love that they're playing in all these Christmas tournaments and getting, you know, playing all these teams outside of state. That said, can we get one of these Christmas tournaments in state, please? Miss them. 
West Haven had one for a little while for for the teams around here, and uh, there's been a couple I think here and there. But did West Haven have it this week? No, that's no, not no, paying it's attention. It's in the past. Yeah, oh, it's okay. In the past, yeah, it used to be the FCA Christmas tournament where they used to get everybody together and they'd play a couple. They don't they do that in the regular season? You know, we're gonna need to do an oh, episode. It's like a tier one, tier two, if I remember right. There was a, it was a little. You know, maybe we should just do an episode. There was a tier one. Fi- there was a tier one postseason. There was a tier two postseason. I think there was a. I think they did the Christmas tournament go in three tiers. I forget how that worked. Oh man. Well, I'm getting old. Either way. It, uh, it was either way. But yeah, bringing in some of those teams from out of state would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, that'd you know, be a cool. You know, perhaps going up to going up to Rhode Island, some of the other teams. Maybe one of these years they can host it. Maybe Hampton can host it at the Lou, even though it's probably not big enough. Let's rent out mm-hmm. let's rent out Harbor Yard. And by let's I mean them, not me. <laughs> no, let's get let's get yeah, like a nice let's get a nice Chris there's so many Christmas tournaments in basketball around the state. Quinnipiac might be a little more uh, size Yeah. Be fun. I don't know. What That'd that be would fun. Cost. We would cover everything. We'd Can't cover Hearst all the games. Me? At least I would be at all it's the called, games. It's called the boss. The Hearst, uh, Connecticut. Uh, oh, it's called the Hearst. Bo- oh, the game time. It'd be the game the time. time. It'd be the game time CT. Game time CT Christmas classic. Mike would um, Mike would drop the puck before every oh, game. That'd be a mistake. Yeah, and uh, I would get. Where would we? We'd be at Quinnipiac, so I'd get the best spot in the press box to shoot video because it'd be my tournament. Or our tournament, I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm giving it to you. It's all you. <laughs> all right, so if, anyone's, all on if you, anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, let's, uh, we should get that in order. But there were still other teams playing around the state. Mike and I um, threw out all the Christmas schedules and the craziness of the holidays. First of all, lucky enough, we were not, we didn't have to miss a week for this, so that was great. Um, we always like coming to you guys for coverage and, you know, talking hockey. It's something that we really enjoy doing. <clears throat> that said, we did get to some games when we could. Uh, right off the bat, we're just gonna we're gonna jump into D three, and we're gonna talk quickly about um, talk quickly about uh, Lyman Hall hand. And I thought this was an interesting Division three game because I've talked numerous times about how um, I think Lyman Hall is one of the best teams in Division Three. I thought they were one of the best teams in Division Three the last three years. Uh, I think Richie Minich yep. is an, am- an awesome coach. Um, they've gotten really good players throughout the years, and you know you're looking at one of the best players in the state, Kyle Roberts, leading the way yep. of that team. That said, going into the game against Hand, they were one and two, but their two losses came against Cheshire and Branford. Those are Division Two teams. I mean. And pretty good ones. Lyman Hall right now is two and two, so they beat Hand. They crushed Hand. They're two and two in Division Three, and they've played three D two games, which is good. Yep. Hand, on the other hand, going into the game, they were three and zero with wins over Chicago, Litchfield, Thomas, and Nanawag, which is basically the Berkshire League team minus Houstonic. Uh They beat Guilford, who's been very weird this year in terms of their games are just like crazy shootouts. So we're looking at that. They have three wins, and they each each one was. Like over eight, they got an eight to seven, a nine to six, and a nine to eight in overtime. Yeah, so. they're they're scoring more than the Giants are. Absolutely. And uh, and they beat Milford. <clears throat> so you know you're kind of going into this game and it's kind of like all right, like Lyman Hall's finally playing a Division three opponent. Let's see really what they have and let's see what this Daniel Hand team has. And I'm going to tell you, don't get me wrong, I don't think Hand is a bad team. I think they played, mm-hmm. they were good, and you know. Yeah, I was going to say, is this more about what Lyman Hall is? I think Lyman Hall Lyman is Hall that. Is? Exactly. Yeah, I think Lyman awesome. Hall is that good. I really think they are. I mean, they scored quick. They scored early. They scored by quick and early, the, basically the same thing. They scored early, early and often. Matt Pettit with the hat trick. 
Kyle Roberts had two goals. Andrew Sacco played awesome in net. I mean, Hand had chances to score. Mm -hmm. And Sacco stepped up, played really well, made a bunch of key saves on breakaways. Breakaways, power plays, he looked great. You know, last year he was a freshman, and there were times when they maybe didn't win a game by as much as they should have or maybe even lost the game. Not on him, but, you know, youthful mistakes. And this is a kid, I mean, awesome kid. I mean, we uh, when I was at the Record Journal, we 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 work closely with you know Lyman Hall, Shane right. Hall, Southern Camellia, three teams I think, four teams, Treasure, and uh, he was really cool. We did like this really good video with one of our uh, <clears throat> freelance writers last year who was a former goalie, and like he he was in the video, he was having a lot of fun with it. He was really good, but he was a freshman. He's young and you know, experience experience is more valuable than anything else, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's playing really well. Uh, Pettit and Roberts and Roberts's brother, the freshman, uh, Jake, I believe, yes. They're all playing well. I mean, this is a team that can score on multiple lines, and I was just so impressed to see how good Lyman Hall was. It was 6 nothing after the second period. I left because we weren't riding it, and it was 6 nothing. so I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I think it finished 7-2. to um, Lyman Hall's, I think it's not about hand. It's about how good Lyman Hall was. I was going to say, I popped into uh, Hand Milford last uh, Saturday before my other game, and you know, you just looking at Hand, you know, they got they got a couple lines that can that can do some things. I mean, they were all over Milford for for one period, didn't score, but they were all over them. And you know, just I, th- I think, like you say, that says a little more about Lyman Hall than anything else that they were able to put together a game like that against a team that that looks like it's got you know something going on. Yeah, I think um, I think I think you know, I've been saying it for three years. I think this is, you know, and I said it in the first show, you know, I think the Division Three championship is going through Wallingford, mm-hmm. whether it's Lyman Hall or Sheehan. Uh, and I know Lyman Hall is HK sure. and Coggenshaw as well, but I'm not going to say all three of those schools because I will get tongue-tied every time. Um, but I really think this is, is going to go through Wallingford, and I think those two D3 mat when they play, I mean, those games are always crazy anyway, but I think there's going to be a little bit, a little more something to it next year, uh, this year, when they, when they, I think they play twice. Sure could be. So, all right, we're going to take a short break. And uh, then we're going to come back. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some D1 hockey because we saw we saw a bunch of it, and a lot of things are happening. And we've got finally gotten to go see some teams that we wanted to see. So uh, stay with us. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Welcome back to the Inside the Box podcast. Um, so like we said, there was Christmas and the holidays and a lot of not being here and, you know, a little off time. And mm-hmm. uh, so there wasn't – there was many hockey to get to, not really that much in state, but there were some really good D1 matchups. Uh, Mike, you were over at Prep Notre Dame Fairfield. Prep finally gets in the win column. Uh, Caleb Reese scores two goals. And we're gonna we're gonna throw it over to a clip of Matt Sater in a little bit. But what did you see from uh, Fairfield Prep that maybe was different the first time you saw them when they played Richfield in the season opener? They weren't playing Richfield, which was the biggest thing. Uh, just pretty consistent, <laughs> solid, uh, pretty consistent, solid effort. I mean, they they uh, scored three goals I think, in the first uh, two games, and they were they were all from Colin Bella, so they got some somebody else scoring. Uh, got the goal from each player on the second line. Uh, pretty good goaltending from Jake Walker as well. Uh, you know, Notre Dame wasn't as happy with what they were doing, but still, uh, you know, Jesuits outshot them 41-20. Uh, uh, Caleb Reeves scored two goals and was saying, you know, their goal is uh, 
one one shot a minute, and they fell short of that with 41, just short. One but, shot a minute? Uh, God. 45 <laughs> shots. They won 45. Wow. They got 41. So disappointing. Failure. Yep. Failure. Back to the drawing board with the jerseys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was looking, you know, the last time they were at Fairfield Prep was 0-3 was, uh, was 2007, 2008. Um, you know what they did that year? I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. They won, you know. They won the state championship. Of course, they, they did those things. So, I exactly. Mean, I, yeah, look, you know, we, we're not that, counting them out. I don't think anybody really no, is. I don't think but so. you know, that, that made them one and two. They're one and three now after the loss up in Rhode Island. But uh, you know, they're 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 prep. They're prep. Yeah. So this is what uh, Coach Shaver had to say after the win against Notre Dame Fairfield. I think I think game one was a lot of nerves and awkwardness. Um, you know, and then the, the Darien game, I thought we were right there. Played played pretty well. Just couldn't. You know, couldn't get enough offense going, but we really didn't give up any any scoring chances in that game that were that were significant. We were strong defensively, and today I felt like we continued that defense, but did a better job of getting pucks in the net. You know, we're not you know we're not in terms of systems or anything like that polished enough to you know to to cut anybody up at this point. We just got to be a little more blue collar. Today we did that. So. That was Coach Shea there after the 5-2 win against Notre Dame Fairfield. You were enjoying the music there from the ring. I did. Was that that was a little uh, that was a little uh, Darius Rucker mm. wagon wheel. Mama Rock. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean that's look. I was at the prep Darian game. They were in that game. It could have gone either way. Darian just locked down defensively after the first period, and uh, <clears throat> I think that said more about Darian than it did say about Fairfield Prep. That said, Prep gets in the win column. That's a bad thing for everyone else. I think like I think everyone is watching Ridgefield being like, Wow, they're so good. And they are. And they, they really are. We're gonna talk about them in a little bit. They are so good. But you're sitting there and you're like, Oh, oh, Fairfield Prep lost again. What a shame. And then you see them win and you're like, Uh oh. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I think it was Calibrave said that you know that it was just it was just big to to get that before the break to go into the break with that yeah because uh, when you, that out of the way yeah when you continue to lose games it just it's just a mental toll so to get that win going into a tournament and you're going to I mean they played LaSalle from Rhode Island really well in that game from what I read um, yeah it was an overtime game I mean you know getting wins when you can get them are obviously very important that's just the dumb comment that I said but so Fairfield Prep is back <laughs> if they they're back win. against Connecticut. They're back against Connecticut opponents. Uh, official stamp of approval. Pete Paguaga says Fairfield Prep is back. Watch out, rest of the state, um, except for Ridgefield, because you guys are so good. All right, speaking of Ridgefield, I made the very long drive down to the Winter Garden, which uh, is really in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's Fairfield it's County, I know, but it's, like, impossible to get to. It took an hour, over an hour. Ridgefield is one of those towns that there's just no easy way in or out. Of no, there's really not. not. There. Like, to get to Ridgefield, so I live in Hamden. So to get to Ridgefield, I passed, I passed Weston High School mm. and Wilton High School to get to, to get to the Winter Garden. Yeah. It literally is in the middle of nowhere. So just whatever. But It's fun when you get there. Yes, it is. And, it, you know, it's a, I like the arena. <clears throat> small. Excuse me. Um... You know, it's, it's kind of small, only one side of stands, and, like, I was actually able to stand in the corner on the ice. They, mm. You know, if you ever stand on the boards of games, like, at some arenas, especially the smaller ones, they don't have, like, the, the pads that, like, something like Northford Pavilion has where you can stand on the boards mm. and there's, like, rubber padding. But when you get 
to the back, it's where like the uh, the the zambonis in where they work. It's kind of like icy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I almost fell like, twice. I was wearing boots too, but I almost fell like twice. But what I will take away from this, what I will take away from this game is how good Ridgefield is. And I can say a lot of things about him. You said it too, but. I want to throw this over to Larry Vieira, coach of... Uh, so they beat Notre Dame-West Haven 6-1. And uh, Larry, I think, sums it up pretty perfectly, like better than I think I could have. So here's uh, here's Coach Vieira on their game against Richfield. Rich, Richfield is just a uh, superior team. Um, I, I think they're a state championship quality team. I've been doing this a long time, and uh, they have everything that's... All the ingredients. They have a great youth hockey. They got a great coaching staff. Their first line is like a college line. They're very good. We are a young, sophomore laden group um, that had our butts handed to us. And um, the positive that we take out of it was we didn't quit. We battled. And after the timeout, we could have faded away, and we did not. So, Ivy, I think that sums it up pretty perfectly because that's what Ridgefield did. Um, they went up really early. They went up two minutes into the game, one nothing. Will Stewart scores his first sophomore, scores his first varsity goal, right? And then uh, Ridgefield takes a penalty a couple of seconds later. Next faceoff, weird bounce. Puck gets to uh, <clears throat> John Michael Child's stick from – Notre Dame West Haven. By the way, he's gigantic. That that kid's he's uh, huge. That kid's a real intriguing player. Yeah, I was he's talking to like Larry a, about him, and he was like, he's still getting there. Yeah, and he he looks you, you, good. You can see it's coming. <clears> oh that's my god, yeah, part. he's a kid oh, to watch. So he scores, and all of a sudden it's one one, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, what is this Ridgefield team that everyone's talking about? What is this? And then they uh, proceed to score five straight goals, and uh, kind of put Notre Dame West Haven to bed real fast, and. Uh, Sean Gallagher said after the game, he's like, I was like, oh, you know, do you say anything to the guys? I kind of try to calm them down after they, you know, you score, they score. It looks like maybe this game might get out of hand, turn into like, you know, an 8-7 game or whatever. He's like, nah, there were no uh, there were no words said. Our guys didn't like that. <laughs> it was good to see them respond well. Well, they did. And um, Nick Collins scored, uh, leader of probably the best line in the state. Uh, couldn't put that in my story because, you know, you know, I can't, you know, just make statements and stories without backing it up. But on the podcast, I can. And I will say this, that the line of Foster, Walker, and Nick Cullinan is the best line in the state. Going and way out on a limit. I know. I'm not surprising anybody. This is probably the coldest take I have. But they, if you haven't watched them, they, they, just, it's, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. They cycle the puck. Shot, 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 shot. Everybody. Um, but I... They were incredible to watch. So Nick scores, takes it, makes it, makes it two to one, and then it was just chaos. It was just not chaos, but it was absolute domination. Uh, Ridgefield at thirty-seven shots, Notre Dame at fourteen. Um, I mean, Sean Gordon played well. I, you know, he didn't really have to do much in this game, um, but he's solid in that. Nick Cullen in at two goals, Matt Walker at two assists, uh, Will Forrest here. Will Forrest. I always call him Forrester, and I don't know why. Is there a Will Forrester? I don't know. But he had he had an assist. But, which was really interesting, because we talked about this last episode, about how 
12 of the 16 Richfield goals were scored by the first line. They had five different goal scorers last night, including Nick Collin. Will Stewart scored his first goal. Henry, Henry Garlick scored a goal. Really nice play in front, and he had two assists. Kevin McNichols had a freak, had a rip from the point. Keys Van Wees, which might be my favorite name in the state because it just goes together, yep. and I'm assuming his brother is Simon Van Wees, who is also on the team. Brother or cousin? I'm going to say brother, though. But Keys Van Wees is just awesome. He had a goal uh, and an assist, so they got – they got contributions from everybody, and against a very good Notre Dame West Haven team. This, and you know, you know, look, six one is six one, and you mm-hmm. and you can't ignore that score. But Notre Dame West Haven's good. Notre Dame West Haven is not a bad oh, team. They have wins against Notre Dame Fairfield, Simsbury. They beat Hamden. Mm-hmm. They're it's putting some things together still. Yeah, and, they're very young, and yeah. that's and that's what Larry yeah, said. They're they're yeah. a sophomore group, but you have a very good coach and Larry Vieira uh, leading the way. This is this will be a good Notre Dame West Haven team come you know, the end of the year and, and in the future. And uh, what Richfield did to them was very, not surprising, just because of how good that Richfield has been. But, you know, speaking of how good that Richfield has been, here's uh, senior Nick Cullinan on Richfield's very nice 5-0 start, where they have. And this is a little fun fact because I counted yesterday at the rink. They've outscored opponents 31-8 to in five games to open up the season. No, you know, I think it's just, you know, it's all just a lot of a lot of hard work. And, you know, we got four lines. You know, it's not just about, you know, one line or three guys or whatever. You know, all starting five, um, you know, all, th- all four lines. So, um, you know, it's definitely a great start, but um, we got a lot of hard games coming up. So, It is definitely not about the one line. That said, having a one line, first line like that is uh, it's it's pretty nice. Yeah, it is useful. I think uh, you don't want to talk about Ridgefield every episode, but it's only been three episodes in, and what they've been doing has been absolute complete, just domination. I mean, that's that's the only word that I can use. Interesting little uh, run coming up too. They got Hamden on Saturday, on uh, next Saturday, excuse me, and then uh, a couple of games with Darian coming up after that. So that should be yeah, that should be interesting. That should be fun. Oh, I always like fun. I'm a big I'm a big advocate for fun, even though some people think that like my my takes are too hot um it's a podcast you might as well exactly and i can't write like this so i might as well you know come down with my scorching takes um but yeah it was really nice to see richfield finally um they're as good as advertised they might be better than advertised but now we're kind of in a weird weird area too coming up obviously we have tomorrow uh, which is Saturday, which is full, full of games. And then we have the 30th, no one, New Year's Eve, no one, New Year's Day, no one. So we have like a three-day a three day window, a three-day freeze, and then we're back the second, third, and then we'll be back the fourth. So there's really not a lot of hockey between after we post this podcast and the next episode, which is good for us. A couple of days, some interesting games, though. Yes, some really interesting games, and I think the one that we're going to have to start off with first, and we talked about the holiday ones before, but I think the one that we have to start off with is Darianna Greenwich in the Winter Classic Outdoors at the Greenwich Skating Club. Now, your boy will be there. Nice. I will be, uh, I'll actually be at both games. The girls played before. 
and I'll be at the boys' game. I have to go pick up my ticket and parking pass after. Oh, so yes, this is very fancy. Big time. This is big time, and I hope I hope it it snows. I hope maybe it. I just just don't rain. Right. I don't want to stand outside in the rain. Check. It's supposed to be. Is it supposed to be clear tomorrow? I it's hope so. Maybe I'll wear my my umbrella hat. Mm. I don't know how I'm going to keep my camera wet, uh, dry anyway. But that's a big one. I mean, that's just. I, if you've ever played in an outdoor game, it's one of the coolest things in the world. My high school team, we do alumni games uh, every year. Or we try to do an alumni game every year around the holidays. And the first couple of years, we played outdoors, which was really cool. And then it kind of gets harder to do. But playing outdoors is just one of the coolest things. So it's a really special event that both Darianne and Greenwich get to play. And that's at 4 o'clock on Saturday. I'm pretty sure tickets are sold out. So yeah, I think I th- Think said there were some tickets for the girls' game. Uh, yes, Brandon I believe McCannon. there's. Yeah, there's sure the last. They might be the last two undefeated teams in the state. Is that? I'm not positive about that, but uh, it should be an interesting one as well. Yeah. Um. So I think they will be live streaming the game. Uh, I'm not exactly sure by who. Just look on Twitter. Just if you're not on Twitter at this point, just get on Twitter. Everything will be on Twitter. Um. But that one should be a really good game. We got a couple of other good ones around the state. What what jumps out at you, Mike? Probably Cheshire Watertown Pomperog in D two. I like that, that game. Uh, I like that Watertown Pomperog. I love their jerseys. <laughs> they are very nice. That's uh, you know a couple of good D two teams could be uh, a good one looking down the road. Uh, then looking at Wednesday, there's a few good games as well. On, there uh, is. On there is Hamden Greenwich. Nope. It's a great one. Um, Darien, Notre Dame, and West Haven. See where, uh, see how they bounce back. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dan- Daniel Hans playing going up against Masick. Um, Trinity Catholic, New Milford. Trinity Catholic mm-hmm. has been a nice story this year. I think they are interesting. So, you know, those look, a couple of years are ago, incredible, but uh, huh? those numbers are incredible. But uh, I uh, when I when I covered um, when I covered. I actually covered Trinity Catholic, I guess, because we had a weekly in Stanford mm-hmm. when I was there at the Norwalk Hour, and uh, I remember covering Trinity Catholic, and they had a, a defenseman who moved into goal mm-hmm. because he, um, he well, they didn't have a goalie. Right. So it's nice to see that they're doing uh, better. But Staples at Lyman Hall is another good one. That's a good one for D3. Staples is good. Um, Lyman Hall is good. So that should be interesting. Hushatonic going up against SGWL in Enfield. So I don't know. It's always fun. Yeah, it's a close one. Uh, then we got Thursday. This is There's only two games on the docket for Thursday before we come back. Mm-hmm. And they're two good ones. They're interesting. New Canaan at NFI and Brantford at Cheshire. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brantford just beat West Haven the other day. 2 nothing. got 49 saves by their goalie, and I'm blanking on his name, and I feel really bad about it. Well, geez. But uh, great game. 49 saves against the West Haven team. That kind of seems on the rise. And... Uh, and doing better. Um, so we got a lot of hockey. And then, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with our, our listeners and our readers here. From the week before Christmas to, like, New Year's, it just seems like everything is, like, blah. You know, it's just kind of like schools are out. You know, we're all trying to take vacation. And, like, everyone's running around. And, like, you know, and then the, the schedules are all crazy because, like, so many teams are playing out of state and this and this. Like, once we pass the new year, we're going to be running. Like, I'm already looking at the schedule on Wednesday the 2nd, and I'm like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm ready to go. Now, that said, some of these rinks are in the middle of nowhere. Like, I thought about going down to Danbury the other day for a 3 o'clock game. 
I was like, how am I going to get back to Northwood for 630? That's tricky. Yeah. So, like, you know, I got I to gotta find a good... I gotta like maybe take out a map and start you know drawing lines to see mm-hmm. where I can how I can get from A to B really quick. But I'll you tell you what, yeah. Once we get going, I mean, you look at that. Look at that Saturday schedule on the fifth. So many games, mm-hmm. and I look at that. There's a there's a noon game, man. Up at UConn, maybe I'll even make that trip. Ooh, Richfield's at Hampton. No, yeah, I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there. I'm sure Mike and I will be there. But anyway, we can talk about that next week. So um, we're gonna we're gonna go now. We have nothing else to talk about. Thank you for being with us. And as always, please go to our iTunes account or go to iTunes, search Game Time CT, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, rate us five stars. And even if you don't like us, just rate us five stars and tell us mean things about us in the comments. And if they're funny, rate? we'll read them. Can you give Pete five stars and me like three or something like that? No, no, because uh, that's four. That's four. No, Mike, we need five. And we need okay, five. This is a we thing. But don't be the guy that commented about how great like the podcasts are and then give us a four. You guys are the best. There's no one better. Four stars. Well, if there's no one better, how are we four stars and not five? Ooh. That's... When's the next poll coming out before we go? Uh, next week. Uh, we'll be voting uh, this weekend and end of the weekend and uh, I believe next Wednesday. I wonder who the new number one it's is going to be. It's coming Wednesday. I, I wonder who the new number one is going to be. It's going to be a tough choice. Yeah, it's going to be a really <laughs> tough choice. I think they're down in the middle of nowhere in LaSalle Fairfield County. Academy. <laughs> I don't care about that loss. I'm still voting uh, one. I, you know what? I think LaSalle Academy is in my top three. I'll tell you that one. But there have been a lot of teams that have come out early and really impressed. And uh, it will be a fun rest of the way. You know, the, the holidays are always a hard time. Um, so it will be nice to just get back in the saddle and just go. I'm so stoked for it and ready to go. Should be fun. Should be. Any last words, Mike? I think we covered it. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend. <laughs>